The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Felust, your host, and I am delighted that you're here. I hope you're doing well. I don't know how the weather is where, where you are. For us here in the suburb of Tel Aviv, the, the I almost said it in French, printemps, it's spring. The, spread, the spring is setting up. We have a lot of uh, flowering, uh, a lot of dust in the air, frankly. So I'm suffering of uh, I'm suffering with allergies right now, and the sun is out. It's almost beach weather. I'm so excited. Um, we're going for a hike this weekend with my friends, and that's gonna be wow. After this cold, rainy summer, it's gonna be a breath of fresh, beautiful air. So that's what's going on here. And before we go in our topic today, which is to let our kids and most specifically our teenagers make their own mistakes. It's a very scary topic. I wanted to let you know that first I put a video on Instagram and YouTube and in the in the Facebook group where I shared about practicing energy hygiene and I give you a very simple way to do it where you will, one, it won't take extra time in your life and two, you won't forget. So go and watch it and put comments, feedback. I love it. I will answer you. I'm always, always so grateful for people who listen to me, who watch my videos and who interact with me. It's really a pleasure for me. And the second thing is that I started answering listeners' questions, mom's questions, dad's questions, because I have one dad. I will remind you over and over of that one dad in my membership <clears throat> who usually doesn't attend the lives um, uh, live, doesn't attend the group coaching live he watches on replay because he's, he's busy. But I can be, I can't say thank you enough to the universe for that dad and for you too, for all of us. So to answer your questions, and I will be answering some of them on Instagram. I will be... Uh, picking some to create a short five minutes tapping videos to help you with what you're going th you are going through. And this is the actually this is something that I'm putting in motion because I'm creating a five minute tapping challenge to change your parenting experience, transform your life literally. So you will see it coming. I'm not sure exactly yet when. But I will do a seven-day challenge with the option to continue on 31 days. And I promise you, if there is one thing that I can tell you for sure and promise you, where I can promise result, is that if you're tapping five minutes a day, and I do it personally morning and evening, 
morning to set my day and be as grounded and neutral and not taken hostage by my fears and my doubts and my stress. And the evening to just let everything everything go before I go to sleep because sleep is really important and you're bathing in the last energy, in the energy of the last uh, thoughts that you have before you go to sleep. And personally, my intuition is the sharpest around very early morning, sometimes four o'clock, or when I wake up, I have a heat really strong with my intuition. So I don't want to cloud that. And I love doing five minutes of tapping before going to sleep. In the morning, I do it before my meditations. And especially on days where I feel agitated, or there is something going on in my life. And frankly, there is always, you know, in those Chinese circus, uh, when I was a kid, they had those women who were so good at spinning plates on sticks. And it was beautiful. I think they, they are still doing it because I used to receive the commercial, uh, the ads for it for the Shanghai Circus, I think it was called, I forgot, when I was living in Vegas. And it's it was always so magical for me as a kid. So that's how I am in my life, always several plates spinning. And sometimes it affects my energy, it affects me, my thoughts, my level of stress, I'm agitated. So before I go on in meditation and fight with my mind because it goes back and forth between one plate to another, I calm my nervous system down to where a point, and you may be hearing kids, kids screaming, I have a preschool next to my house and they are on recess outside right now. But I thought I would not wait to record the episode because... First of all, kids, it's always a joyful noise. It's beautiful. It's life-affirming, even when they scream and they, they play like that. So, as I was saying, I always have several plates, and it calms the nervous system down to a point where you're more centered, and you can really enter the meditation from a quieter place. I'm actually preparing um, a workshop with my best friend about chakras here in Israel. And I decided that in my portion, before I do the clearing chakra meditation that I want to do, I will have the people do a few minutes of tapping to let go of anything that doesn't belong in the meditation and to center stronger. So that's something you can do too. And... Um, Yes, so I'm preparing some kind of challenge and, pro and little program, daily program about the five-minute tapping life-changing practice. So that's it for announcement before we go into the topic. And now let's go into our topic. Letting them make their own mistakes. That came back because I know it's a sensitive subject. And frankly, as usual, when I think about talking about a subject in my podcast, my life is showing me how to experience it. 
How do I really feel about that topic? What is my, what is my nervous system setting point about that topic? And recently I shared in a previous episode, I can't remember if it's in the episode or if it's, in, I believe it's in the live coaching that we did this month with my uh, members. I shared that, no, I, I believe I also shared it in the podcast or whatever. My son used to struggle with waking up on time to go to school. And frankly, not only him, I had my daughter, my middle one too, they love to sleep. And they were going to bed a little bit too late and unable, were unable to wake up for school. And I used to really get upset about it, especially when I had to drive them to school in the morning. It was a rush and, and this became, be- became better. Before we left the U.S., there was the corona, and I guess after corona, everybody was ready to go outside, so there was no more challenge with waking up. And recently, this happened again. I caught my son sleeping, and I frankly recently learned that he was even sleeping through classes when I thought he didn't have class. He was starting later. It was not the case. So... He's right now, he had to redo a year of high school because we changed countries and there was the obstacle of the language. Uh, so although he can have a lot of stuff in English, there, there is still the, the language factor. So he had to redo his 11th grade. And he was not so thrilled about that because he thought he only had one year to go and then he was done with high school, etc. So he's kind of frustrated. I can understand that. However, here it's like the US where you accumulate credits throughout the years and then you're done with it. Here they do it mostly in 11th and 12th grades. And this year, the 11th grade grade is crucial. And for him, he has a lot of help because he's a new immigrant. So he has a lot of support in English, etc. But if he doesn't pass the credits that he's supposed to pass this year, he will have to pass them next year. And he, he won't have this additional support. So... That's going to be more complicated. And if we relate that to letting them make their own mistakes, my approach is not a uniform approach. It's not like I let my kids make their own mistakes throughout all the categories in their life. Uh, I'm sure you know that, that from when they were little toddlers, you don't let them touch the stove because they need to make their own mistakes because the cost is too high for them. They're going to burn themselves. So I apply that same concept to now my teen, who's practically an adult and legally an adult, really, but emotionally maybe not. I choose and pick what I feel in my body that is right to the categories where the cost is not so high that it's going to complicate things so much after. For example, he just started working and I'm very proud of him because it's in another language and he's learning and uh, he's working in a snack store in a, in a mall 
where they sell Amer American snacks. And so he went to see the guy. He said, listen, I come from there. I can help people pick. So hire me, even though I don't really speak the language fully, I'll manage. And he was hired, so very proud of him. So there, I'm ready to let him make his mistakes. If he's not getting up on time when it's going to be summer time to go or, or not ready on time, not leaving on time enough, I don't care. He will, he will lose his job and he will learn. But with school, I believe that the price is too big to really give, me, give him the full opportunity of making his own mistakes considering that we don't control anyone, right? He will, at the end of the story, do whatever he wants. But I put a little bit of pressure. I wake him up if he's not waking up. And lately, since we went to the parent-teacher conference and I realized that he was missing classes, he started waking up again because I became more restrictive in what I give him like, for example, the pocket money that I was giving him to go places or other stuff, all that I made it dependent on how things are going at school. And you may disagree with me, or you may have a kid that doesn't let you do that. I'm lucky in that way that he still, I still have a huge influence on him. Uh, and that may not be the case. You may have a, a teen that is completely fully rebellious. And in that case, you cannot even do that. But if you can, I always go for what is bringing me the most peace of mind because I know it's the, the, the right way for my kid and maybe not for yours, like I say, I'm saying. And the way where I feel that I'm the most... At reaching my highest potential as a mom, uh, from love, from tough love, from all the aspects. So where do you stand? And like anything else, we need to be solid, anchored into the ground about what we're doing. Whether somebody else thinks that it's not the right way or not, if we believe that it's the right way because we know our kids, our, our intuition is telling us that, our, the way we feel in our body is telling us that, you need to be anchored in that and consistent. So it's worth asking yourself, investigating on things that are not going so smooth. Where are you ready to let them learn? Because... It, from a young age, I believe that if the cost is not high, like I mentioned, they need to learn that there are consequences to their actions or to their, their behavior in, in a loving and firm way. They will, they will need to learn, otherwise they won't be able to function in society. But it's not uniform all, all, over the, all across the board. Uh, pick and choose where you think it's more most appropriate and do that in a non-apologetic way uh, it's not because your sister or your friend is doing something else with their kids which is the case with me because my friend was telling me the other day you're lucky uh, they were telling me from a certain age I was not looking at all that because I had no control and he decides to listen, he chooses to listen to you. And I said, I'm very aware of that. And I'm very grateful for that. If you can, where you can, 
what is your truth. That's all I wanted to share today. It's pretty simple, but it's crucial. And it's something that is very deep because you have to go inside and ask yourself, am I doing it because I believe it's true or because society is telling me? Am I doing this because I don't know what else to do or because I believe it's the right way? Because if you don't know what else to do, investigate. I don't know if you need to go read books, go read books. If you need to talk to someone, go talk to someone. But at the end, make your own opinion about it. That's very important. So maybe what I personally tell my clients to do when they don't know, it's read some books or, or gather information from both sides so you can know where you stand. Sometimes it's when we are contrasting with something that we know we stand on the other side. When I was 16 and a teenager and I had philosophy classes because I loved it, just one conversation with my father and I knew where I stand on, where I stood on a topic because we were usually on the opposite side of it. So sometimes the contrast will show you where you stand and that's not a bad thing. That's it for today. Go and co-parent with the universe. Develop the habit of, like I shared in my um, latest video on, on energy uh, hygiene, become aware of how you feel in your body about things. Become aware of the subtle changes that are indicating that your intuition is talking to you. And go co-parent with the universe. Bye for now. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes and share it with other moms out there. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.